Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house. So, guys, we're going to bring you a episode that I've been craving to do. Uh, we're going to talk about our futures bet. Special edition episode of the house. Check us out. We're fancy now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Two per week. It's kind we of a kind of a big deal. We're going to launch this one. You guys are going to hear this today. And then tomorrow you're going to hear our traditional NFL and college football bets. It's pretty sweet. So let's kick it off, man. All right, let's uh, let's get into the NFL. Um, I know that we were looking to do uh, two picks for each sport here. Uh, I'll go ahead and start it off with mine. Um, I started with the Super Bowl winner. Okay. Uh, I saw that the uh, New England Patriots were at plus four fifty. Yes. As of right now, and I've liked the Patriots preseason. I've liked their development so far this year. And I don't think anyone's going to slow down Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I like them too. I, I actually have them as my Super Bowl winner as well at okay. plus 450. The crazy thing about the value in that is he's been there before. And Tom Brady's playing at a great level. The man's 40 years old and he has 14 touchdowns, two interceptions. Like He's playing as if he's drinking from the fountain of youth. And that was the other uh, the buzzword that I liked is value. Yeah, I thought. I mean, you know, it's it's no brainer to put some money down on this. We we know there's a good chance we're going to see New England again. Do you think there's anybody that can? Uh, who do you think can oppose them in the AFC? In the AFC, um, see, for the longest time, I was thinking the Chiefs, but the Chiefs, their defense is slacking. Their offensive line's bad, and they're just going to try to power overpower people when they're not that overpowering team. Uh, man, and I, I can't realistically say the Steelers. They have a great record, but they're struggling in the red zone and. To compete at the highest level and compete for championships, you got to score when it matters, and that's in the scoring zone, in the red zone. In the red so. zone, yeah. And they've struggled all year. They still haven't fixed that. Uh, but how great would a Big Ben Tom Brady that would be AFC title game be? That would be amazing. But I, I think that the Steelers are going to slip up somehow. And, you know, everyone's going to be talking about, Big, Big Ben, are you ready to retire? Because you said you were fully committed to football, but – you lost in the first round. Yeah, and that's going to be a team, too, where uh, the next in line at quarterback is going to be able to step in and have all kinds of talent. Oh, my God, him. the weapons around him. And yeah. then you know at the end of the season they're going to be able to dispose of Martavius Bryant for another pick. That's going to be another weapon for him, a weapon that wants to be there. Yeah, and uh, I would agree with you there. The Chiefs for my other team, I was thinking, could oppose them. But, you know, after watching them last week against Dallas, now Dallas is a good team, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but um, but they've they've looked to be slowing down a little bit there. So I think teams are figuring out that high-powered attack that they have too and at the beginning of the season before the season started I actually put money down on Kansas City and I was stoked when they whooped the Patriots I was like okay my money's looking good but one thing I have to realize I think now would be the time to double down if I were still confident because they're still the same team they might not be playing the best but honestly all they have to do is get in they're they're playing without Edelman they're not skipping a beat. Yeah, and and it, it's it's like you're about to say. They're all they got to do is get in, and we know what Brady can do in the playoffs. We know the experience is there. Double yeah. down. I um one thing that I really liked too was um watching them against Philip Rivers. Um, Philip Rivers can sling the rock, and their defense seemed to sh- to show up. They're gonna get Gilmore back, and I think the 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 mis- mishaps earlier on defense. They have a new defensive unit out there. Uh, they lost Hightower as well. They look so much better. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be it's taking time, but it's it's going to develop. And by the time the playoff roll around, I, I think they're going to be shutting teams down. So uh, for my next one here, I had a division winner. Okay. And I was looking at the AFC South. Okay. And what I liked about this one is at this point you could argue that it's almost a fifty-fifty between Jacksonville and Tennessee. Yes. And they're both minus one ten. 
So I wanted to talk, to talk about the debate of between Jacksonville and Tennessee, who you think is going to win. And honestly, in my opinion, I think either either is a good choice right now. Yeah, I think either either one can um, can win. I think if I were to put my money on it, I'd have to go Jacksonville because I don't think Mariota is the same level as, as Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is way worse. Sorry, Blake, man, if you're hearing this, I didn't mean it personally, but Mariota doesn't have the defense that Jacksonville does. Jacksonville is legitimately shutting teams down. Yeah. They, well, they have two shutouts already, and then when they played against Cincinnati, they, they made they made Andy Dalton look even worse than he, he's already playing. Bad. I knew it would happen. <laughs> I, I kept saying, I was like, because the Bengals' defense stepped it up versus the Jacksonville Jaguars' offense. Well, I mean, they were playing without Fournette, but still, they, they couldn't score points. This league is about good defense, yes. power running. If you don't have a dominant elite quarterback, yep. which there, there's only three or four in the league. Yes. So if you don't have that, then the formula is good defense, ball control. And the Cowboys proved that last year, and Jacksonville is using that formula, and it's working. And one thing I like about the uh, division winner, too, is they don't have to win the conference. That's why I, I was really interested in Win the this. games when they don't, when they don't, when they don't matter, not yeah. the big-time games. Because I don't think that team's clutch enough to win the conference or to, to put up a, a fight. But to win the division, I, I definitely I put my money down on it. What did you say it was minus what one ten, one twenty five? Minus one ten, and you know normally if it was just a bet I was making on a Tuesday night, you know minus one ten, okay. But for a division winner, yeah. I'm putting big money on this, for sure. and I'm gonna feel confident about I'm it. I'm gonna feel very confident, especially Jacksonville. I I completely agree with you. I think it, Houston I thought was gonna run away with this division yeah. with the way Watson was playing, but now that he's out of the picture. Jacksonville wins the division. So do you think if Houston, because you did see today that Houston was talking about signing Kaepernick, they would be open to it. Um, do you think that would change anything, or you just still think it's too little too late? I thought that was interesting, gone. and honestly, I think it would change the odds, at least for Houston. Yeah. I think that it would improve their chances, but not when we're talking about either Jacksonville or Tennessee. I don't think he would make that much of a difference. Yeah, me either. I think... I think it's Jacksonville's to lose, especially last week. I didn't give them much confidence because uh, yes, last week was a test. If they slipped up in that game, then I, I was going to count them out. Even if even if it would have been close, you yeah. know. And um, I, I'm pretty confident that they'll win that division. All right. So uh, what do you got in the NFL? Okay. So like I said earlier, we did have the same Super Bowl winner um, with the New England Patriots. I, I did love them at four at plus four fifty for to win the NFC, the NFC Championship. This was kind of alarming the value in this new orleans saints they're sitting at six and two plus 1400 wow good call wow so this is to win, just to win the nfc to get to, to the super bowl to get to the super bowl they've been there the they've been there before drew Brees is playing great i think he has something like 130 137 qbr i mean passer rating right yeah. now and he, they're not even needing to use him like that it's not like the new orleans saints of old where they would throw the air out of the ball and they could be winning 45 to 38 this these games they're running the ball they're throwing it out of the backfield I remember there was a game three games ago when the Saints played Drew Brees had like 220 yards and they beat the team by almost 25 points and that's because they have Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram stepping up Mark Ingram had over 125 yards that game why would they not why was why is the value so high? That running back duo is so impressive, Kamara yes, and Ingram. It is. They have found a dynamic duo for for years to come. And Brees is taking advantage of the talent he has. Yes, here and he's adjusted his game. And he, at plus fourteen hundred, that's all right. So let's go with this. Okay, so who's going to oppose them in the NFC? Who are 
the top candidates to do that. I mean, because we could even start and argue in just the division, the Panthers yeah. are going to compete with them. Yes, definitely. See, I was thinking about that, and I was like, okay, honestly, I love what Carson Wentz is doing, but for the value, I think it was like minus 110 for them to win the NFC. Yeah, that, and that I'm wasn't there for me. Not about that. No, absolutely not. It, it'll still slip up young. And then if I'm com- comparing head-to-head Saints versus um, the Eagles in a game, big-time game for the championship, yeah. I'm going Saints all day. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what other quarterbacks have the, have the whatever quarterbacks can lead their team against the Saints? There's a number. That's probably why the value is so good. Like you think about the Panthers. They're my dark horse to win the Super Bowl. Why? Because they're like, like plus 2,400 to win the Super Bowl. But, I mean, you put $10 on that, you put $100 on that, your money, the value you're getting is crazy. So maybe the Saints, maybe the Seahawks, but their Seahawks offense is so inefficient. They can't run the ball. Yeah, it is. Russell Wilson's playing really well. He's playing really well. But I will agree with you that that's what they're missing is that key component yeah. where they had Marshawn Lynch before, and now it, that running game is just not there. They, they they still haven't found his successor. It's been two years. Yeah, and they were saying this game that was going to be the Eddie Lacy show. If you're going to commit to a back, commit to a back. Don't tell everyone Eddie Lacy is going to get his carries and feed him and then throw in Thomas Rawls, who who did absolutely nothing. Yeah, It, it doesn't make sense to me. So I'm just going through teams. Um, Maybe the Falcons turn around. I was about to say – the Falcons are still there, yeah. and I'm not going to forget about them. We're still talking about the defending NFC champs. I know they're having their struggles, but that's a team, a type of team that could turn it on at any moment. Any moment, and if they do, they have the weapons. Yeah. Defense is good enough. The quarterback's outstanding. Wide receiving core is ridiculous. you got speed, size, and consistency when I'm talking about Gabriel, Sanu, and Julio. Sure. Austin Hooper's been getting fed a lot, and the two-headed monster they have <sighs> – Oh my God! I think they're just they're they're itching. They're scratching the surface of, of what they can do. And and once they figure it out, because last game it was Tevin Coleman, and if they let Freeman loose, then it's anybody's ball game. Yeah. But I still like the Saints to win the the NFC. Well, and one more, we have to talk about the Rams, right? Yeah, <laughs> have to have to talk about the Rams. They, they, I don't know if I would put my money on golf. That's why I didn't say I wouldn't. That's why I didn't c- c- say a team that has a quarterback that can lead them to the promised land. And they're great. Their defense is really good too, and. Um, Goff is he's doing what he needs to do. Outside of last game, he's only had another dominant performance. Uh, but with that defense and that running attack, it it's really doesn't matter. And it's an interesting point. I like that you bring this up about the quarterback. Because yeah. when I think about NFL playoffs, if you give me a veteran quarterback that makes it into this field, yes. I'm going with the veteran. I'm going with the Breeze, a Roethlisberger, a Brady. That's who I'm over a Goff or a Wentz. Of course, and... Those those teams are great. They're they're playing at an amazing level, and I know Wentz has won a championship before. He, he's he's won sure. at North Dakota State, but it's different. You're putting the guy who's wet behind his ears versus the guy who is. They're trying to force him out of the league. He's playing so doggone well, you know. Yeah, and we're talking about uh, let's just say Saints Eagles. If you have to end up playing the Saints in the dome, there's in no New Orleans way. NFC title game. That's where I want to see Wentz show up. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's yeah, yeah, it's gonna sure. be the Breeze show. Yeah, it's gonna be the Drew Brees show. The, the crowd's gonna go crazy, and and Wentz he might do everything in his power, but you're not stopping Breeze at home to win an NFC Championship. Yeah, and just circling back the value. The value. What was it? Plus fourteen hundred. Plus fourteen hundred. I put a hundred down on that easily. Yeah. Okay, so um. What, what, what sport are we going to move over to next? Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's do some college football. Okay. And uh, we just had the new rankings come out. Yes. And it looks like we had no movement uh, as of this week. Uh, Bama and Georgia are still at the top. Notre Dame number three. Clemson number four. I have to say at this point I agree with that. 
Yeah. Definitely. I think the only argument is the argument between Oklahoma and Clemson. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's a lot of weight on Bama and Georgia because they, they have the best odds right now, which is deservedly so. Yeah. But again, we're looking for value. Yes. Notre Dame to win the national title plus 700. Yes. Which I thought was pretty good. And Notre Dame is admittedly one of the teams that I've watched the most this year. I'd say I've probably watched at least five or six of their games. Oh, definitely. And uh, we've talked about them week after week. Um, I'm liking their chances. See, I like Notre Dame. I have them as a dark horse, but when I was thinking about college football is not as tricky as the NFL, in my opinion. I was going to go at Notre Dame, but then they still have to get past Miami this week. Notre Dame can't afford another loss. If they have another loss, they're out. And when it when it might be all said and done, they still might be out. If let's say Wisconsin wins out dominantly, you they they might you never never know what the committee. Yeah, I mean I I Clemson wins the ACC, Wisconsin wins the Big Ten. Well, and Notre Dame doesn't have that extra Notre game. Notre Dame doesn't have that extra game. Alabama and Georgia duke it out in the SEC championship as a close game. They could get left out easily. But let's be real: if they go eleven and one, they're in. With the strength of schedule they've had and the way that the committee is looking upon them right now, I'm banking on them to win the remainder of their games. The schedule is ri- is ridiculous and. Um, the values there, I just, I, I mean, for me to be safe, and I, and this is crazy that a betting man talking about being safe. Like, uh, I would want to see after after them playing against Miami. Granted, I think they're going to beat Miami, but that's a t- tough test down in Miami it is, for sure. So, uh, what's your other game? Other team? Uh, you know, I uh, to keep with the top five here, Oklahoma is sitting at plus fourteen hundred. Okay, and you can tell me all day that they're not playing defense in the Big Twelve. But I'm looking at Baker Mayfield yeah. as an X factor. And if Oklahoma can get in, and I think they do ride it out. And it's another team that has a tough game this weekend. we got to see what they do against TCU. Yeah. I think it's an easy win. I think that's an easy win as well. Um, so at plus 1,400, that's another one that I'd put 100 down on. Okay. I mean, and, and this is keeping in mind, I think it's going to be Bama or Georgia yes. at the end of the day. I think they're the, t- the two best teams in the country. Um, but I just didn't, I just didn't like the the odds on it. But I'm 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 interested to see what what you've got for me. So plus four hundred to me is great value in college football. So I'm sorry, father. I'm sorry to all my uncles, my aunts, my sisters, and my brothers who are listening to this as my number one bet to win it all. And this is not who I think is going to win it all over the other team. It's just because the value is there first. I'm gonna go with Georgia. Um, Georgia does have a tough remaining schedule. They got to play Auburn, um, Kentucky, at Georgia Tech, and the SEC Championship to get there. But Jake Fromm's playing really good. And the two running backs, uh, Nick Chubb and Shoney Michelle, both have nine touchdowns each. That it's They're a good team. That's a ridiculous uh, duo there. And I mean, on the, ground. the committee has them at number one, and they're at number one for a reason. Um, what do you think about that? The committee likes what they see. I... I haven't seen enough of Georgia this year. I really want to see how they play against Auburn. I saw him play against Notre Dame. I would just rather put my money on Alabama. With that being said, I couldn't. I couldn't honestly do this. This without talking about my team. Yeah. I, there's no way that I would say I'm not going to bet on my team to win the national champion, especially championship, especially when they're when they're there almost every year. So at minus one forty, I have Alabama winning it all. Okay, and I have no problem with that. Yeah, not at all. And one thing that I was looking at, uh, we guys, I don't know if you know, we do have a couple loyal friends out there, and and I think it was Chris Alvarez who said, "Hey, I really liked when you did the blind resume." So then I compared the two teams, right? Yeah. And I just put stats next to each other, 
the highest margin of victory out of the two teams. One's one, one is three. Number one is Alabama, okay? Now let's look at quarterback efficiency. We're going to do com- complete, uh, we're just going to do passer rating. Georgia has the nod. But we're going to do touchdown to interception ratio. Jalen Hurts has the nod. And that's just throwing. Jalen Hurts also has six more rushing touchdowns, which is ridiculous. So then I was like, what's Georgia's X, X factor? The running game. Obviously, it's the running game, yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, so their running backs have nine touchdowns each. Um, Damian Harris has ten. And then Bo Scarborough, I, I want to make sure it's correct, seven touchdowns. So I'm going to have to give the edge to Alabama here if they were to play head-to-head. And, and I don't know if that's me being biased, but I tried to do the blind eye test, and I, for, for me, it was there. I don't think it's you being biased at all. I completely, I completely agree with you there. I like that you put them side-by-side, side and I like the comparisons, but – I think Bama is just too strong, and yeah. no one's talking about Scarborough and, and how healthy he's been and how and how great he's been. He leaned out; he can catch the ball in the backfield. He adds another di- another dimension. And what's cool that I don't know if you guys anybody watched that game uh, last week. We featured him. We haven't featured him all season, and he proved that he still could be a featured back. We, we he would be a spell back for most of the other games, but we featured him as our main back last week. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts is doing what Deshaun Watson did last year, and he's only running when he needs to. Yeah, and he's I love not, that. He's staying in the pocket, and that I mean that's that I've been really impressed by that. His maturity level, and um, it'll come down to who's going to make the big plays. Um, you know, Alabama has a lot of veteran leadership on defense. They have a lot of. I can consider uh, Jalen a veteran quarterback. He he's. He's efficient. And he's got enough starts under his belt. The X factor. And at the end of the day here with college football, you really can't go wrong with any of those top six. No, it's, you know, who not do you think's going to finish strong? Uh, who do you think's going to get there? Look for uh, a big payout. And if you're confident yeah. in that, you know, and that's where I was going with Oklahoma, big payout big plus payout. 1,400 if, if you like what you see out of Baker. Um, but I still think Bama is the safe play. The safe play in – like you said, it's all about where you want to put your dollars. And and at the end of the day, guys, when you're betting on these, also put money on someone you want to root for. Definitely. That well, that's important. And yeah. I think especially with futures. Yeah. Like you want somebody that you're gonna pull for all season. All, you're committed. Yeah. So um what's the what's the next up what we have to talk about? What all right, we- well how about we uh how about we make our debut? <laughs> okay, this is gonna be our in the NBA first NBA conversation. I've been uh watching a lot I mean, my whole life I've been a huge NBA fan. I, I love the Orlando Magic and I listen to Magic Radio with uh, Scott Inez and Nikki Football all the time. But this season's different for me. Ever since starting this podcast, I've noticed different things. And Are I've you watching attention. the sport differently? I'm watching it way different. And um, I'll go ahead and lead with my picture sure, just because I'm, I'm super antsy to get these out of here. So this was a weird one for me. If we would have done this podcast before the season started, this episode. I would have never picked it. I'd have been like, no way. So the Detroit Pistons to win the East at plus 4,000. They're sitting at 7-3. and three. What, I, what was really impressive to me is they already had the players, but they didn't really have that defensive prowess. Now they added Avery Bradley to the team, Langston Galloway. That adds more of a, a, a defensive blanket. Um, and another thing that they got that this was bothering me a big man who who is dominant in the inside is taking mid range shots all game long. I'm not saying that's a bad thing because you look at Marcus Gasol he's, he's he's effective but he can't shoot like Marcus Gasol and I'm talking about Andre Drummond. Well, uh, I think 67 percent of his shots now this season are have been from three feet and in. 
So that's a that's a huge telling stat because somewhere it was something like forty two percent, which means a big man's jamming it. They have big wins too. Um, Do you think that they're that this is sustainable? Uh, that's my that's what I was wondering. You know, that playing like playing at this level, playing together is is hard. Like even if you look at the Orlando Magic when they were leading the East um, before their two losses in a row, I know they did <laughs> lose uh, both their point guards. Yeah, but you can't shoot at a high level and you can't play at a high level for long. And you can't deny plus four thousand. That's overwhelming value. Um, I just got to think of when you get into the grit of the Eastern Conference playoffs, yes. and you got four teams left, and you've got all the stars fighting it out. And I still think it's going to be Kyrie and LeBron. In the I, I think I think it's going to be there. And I was just looking at straight value. Um, another thing that I was thinking about whether I was going to take this or not, and I was like, they played against uh, the LA Lakers. It looked god awful, but then they played against. The Golden State Warriors, they were down by 30. Came back yeah. and beat the Warriors. Played the LA Clippers and put up 120 points on the Clippers who are allowing 95 points per game. And so with that being said, I also did like Boston to win to win the East at plus, plus 260. Okay. I've got uh, Boston winning the NBA title at plus 1,400. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I, I had that as my dark horse, Boston to win the NBA title. I, I mean, I think they're better with Kyrie. I I mean, I I've been overwhelmed. Like, I, okay, let's let's go back to what started all of this that that trade. Yes. between the Cavs and the Celtics. And yes, that's where I really started to kind of analyze. Okay, where are these two teams heading? How is this mix of new players going to be? I read a great article today about the Celtics and about how. Kyrie Irving and the Celtics are just dominating on defense right now. It's amazing. Not even paying attention to the fact that they're scoring, but it's the defense that they're putting on the floor. Yes, I, I love it. And and what I love about that is, so we were we were out bowling when the um, when the news broke. And I'm with all these guys from Boston, and they're like crying. They're like, oh my god, we don't want Kyrie. Kyrie doesn't play defense. And I was like, if you guys watch this from a basketball perspective, Kyrie Irving does what is necessary, right? Isaiah Thomas was a de- defensive liability. When I watched him in the playoffs, especially against the Wizards, the Wizards were eating him alive in pick and roll, pick and pop, because Isaiah Thomas on any pick and roll guy is getting owned. They had good matchups against him yes. in that series. And and another thing that I was wor- worrying about was uh, what would happen if Avery Bradley left. But Jalen Brown is a freak athlete, and he stepped it up big time. And Al Horford... He's draining threes. Yeah. He's dropping them in. Controlling the floor. It's his court. I like it a lot. That's been fun to see. My other one uh, was to win the West. Okay. And when I thought of this, I I wanted to think, okay, who is the only team, in my opinion, that can compete with Golden State? Yes. And, by the way, I'm not that high on Golden State this year. But I like Houston. Okay. Plus 550. When, especially CP3's going to come back. Yeah, and, and that's what I have here. They're, they're playing well, and it's even without Chris Paul. Yes. Uh, so I have them to win the West at plus 550. I think that's pretty good. I think, in my opinion, I know the Spurs are still there, but I like Houston and Golden State in the finals. Yeah, the Spurs, they Spurs, they, they answered the question yesterday um, playing against, no, two days ago against the Clippers, was it? Yeah. Um, Without Kawhi, they did they did pretty well. They, they shut the, the Clippers down. They scored 40 and a quarter, which was huge. Okay, I, I didn't give you my last pick, and I'm being a little soft, a little behind. But, dude, Warriors are even money right now. Even money to win the title or to win the West? To win the entire NBA championship. To win the title? So, I, I, why not? You can't go wrong there. I mean, if you're going to throw down even odds 
on the best team in, in, in the league to win the title. Especially with that unit that they have. And I've been watching a lot of their games. They're, they're, when they win, they win. Do you think that, that there is, and this is just a general question, do you think that there is any difference in the team that won the title last year and the team they're putting on the floor this year? No, I do not. If there will be a difference, I would actually think that this team here would be better against adversity. Be- why I say that? Because last year they put on a great team and they were in the honeymoon phase. And then you see this year they- they're getting knocked around the mouth. I mean, they-, they have a great record. I think they've only lost two games. Yeah. But they've been getting down early quick. Um, I think that's going to help them. That's going to help them a lot. Yeah, I-, I agree. And Kevin Durant in the playoffs last year I think cemented himself yes. in this league. Not not that he already wasn't, but you, you know what I mean. I understand I what you mean. mean. That, that he-, he-, he took control. Of that series. Yes, that he's the dominant factor. So I'm surprised that you didn't say – you didn't mention you'd put money on the Cavs or the Thunder just not there with the, with the teams they built. Yeah, I mean, when I was looking at the options, I I don't like what I see out of the Cavs right now. Not at all. Uh, Even with Isaiah Thomas back, I, yeah, I, they don't have it. I think they'll figure it out and they'll make a statement in the playoffs, but I'd still rather go Boston in the East. And Thunder, I just like Houston better. Yeah, I like Houston better and – uh it's a it's a it's a ball dominant team, dude. When they play, when they play, they're great. Like when they're on fire, they're great. Yeah. But then even last night, the loss to Sacramento, they, oh my god, they had like forty point, uh, fifty four points near the end of the third quarter. When they started out with like a twelve or fifteen point lead, it's what happens when you have a ball dominant team. Not a lot of ball movement. You you get you get stuck. Yeah. So those are solid. Uh, let's talk about some hockey. Okay, hockey time. I think you're going to like my first pick. Let me hear your first pick. So I went ahead and just did one winner in the East okay. and one winner in the West. So cool. I don't have a Stanley Cup champion. I like Pittsburgh Penguins to win the East plus 550. And yes, that is including the fact that they're struggling right now. Okay. I- I'm going to try to discuss this as a non-fan. The Penguins are struggling. They're they're struggling on, on paper, on on blowouts, but what their biggest problem is they're not they're not no one really realizes this unless you're a Penguins fan. The Penguins never really have been dominant in the regular season. It, uh two years ago when we, we made our playoff push, we didn't even start winning games until we ended it on like a twelve game win streak to end to end it to get to the playoffs. And last year we ended on another win streak to get home ice. Yeah, the the Penguins are that team that's comparable to like a Patriots. Yeah. Uh, or a Warriors, or once they're in, they find out what matchups are gonna. I mean, Crosby. I, I, the last two years, he was Finals MVP. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he 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 gets there. He knows how to win. He's the best in the game. Uh, Chris Letang is struggling. Chris Letang's struggling, but you got to remember he's coming off a year long injury. And another thing that a lot of people aren't realizing is the big three. They're not for the Penguins. They're not even leading the team in points. It's Phil Kessel. One thing I heard uh, Mike Sullivan say um, when he was doing an interview is he goes, the resurgence of Phil Kessel. Uh, what he, he used to play for the um, for the Maple Leafs, and he was great then. Came here, and he got a little out of shape, but they said he's on the training court playing training as if he's playing full-speed game, and he's leading the team. And I really did like um, I really did like them letting go of that backup goalie. Um, you can't – if you're playing your backup goalie on back-to-back nights, and he's he had a save percentage of, of almost – uh, eighty two hundred, which is garbage. 
Yeah, uh, that was going to be my other point here. They do have to fix their backup goalie situation. Yeah, especially right if they want to get a good. I mean, you're not going to really need your backup goalie in the playoffs, but if you want to get a good seed, good good standing, you're gonna you're gonna have to address that. And they call somebody up. We'll see what happens. With that being said, I took the Penguins for the three peat at plus uh, plus twelve hundred. Okay. Why I say that is because sure the Penguins are struggling, but they have Malkin. They have Crosby. They have Kessel. They have Gunsel. All those guys can score at any moment. And let them click. It's over. Just like uh, two years ago when the HBK lineup, uh, Haglin and, Bo- and Bobino, although they lost both those guys. I mean, they didn't lose Haglin. They lost Bobino. Once that lineup started clicking, they started firing, which made it easier for Crosby. Because Crosby was like, I have no pressure. So I, I did like that a lot. Um, Matt Murray, he could definitely step it up because his save percentage is kind of close to 90%, which is not too hot either. I got a really close look at the Penguins uh, really for the first time last year when they played uh, my Blue Jackets in yes. the first round, and they have so much talent on the ice, so much speed. They're quick. Um, and I have as the key stat here, there's 65 games to go. Yes. As of right now, before the playoffs, they have plenty of time. They're going to get in. And also, they just they just uh, traded and got Shahan, which is going to help a lot. Uh, they needed that, that third-line center, and I mean, replacing... The pieces that they lost, just like any championship team, is it's gonna gonna be hard. They're they're playing with McKeg and a bunch of guys who are who are new to the to the, the limelight, and we'll see what happens. After doing some digging, I really like my next pick. Okay, to win the West, I had the Los Angeles Kings. Okay, plus one thousand to win the West, and you know the most stable position there has been Jonathan Quick at goalie. Oh, yeah. I mean, this kid, like, so So I did some digging, and I, and I realized, like, hold on a second. Like, he's he's still balling in L.A. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he was a part of those Stanley Cup teams. He's the Lundquist of the West. Of the, of the West. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, who was it? Uh, John Stevens uh, came in. Uh, they're playing up-tempo, and they're kind of, I, I feel like, recapturing some of that magic from those runs that they had. One thing that I have to say about this, just as a hockey fan, it's kind of like, you know why the NFC is so hard to predict? The West is so hard to predict? Sure. There's a million teams out there who provide great value as well. So if you guys – I like your L.A. pick because the value's there. Yeah. I mean, I also like putting money on the St. Louis Blues are playing great. The Sharks have won like seven in a row. Yeah, the um, Blues were, were another one. That the, I, I had yeah. the Blues as my dark horse to win it all. Okay. Um, Because they're, they're at plus 1,200 to win it all. So my other pick – and this is weird that I picked two East Coast teams to win the – the Stanley Cup because the East is, in my opinion, going to win it again. It's just a quicker, a quicker type of hockey, and and I'm going to go with. This is insane that I'm going to say this, but holy crap, the Tampa Bay Lightning! Oh my god, yeah, quick, efficient, yeah. and this is when you know your team's doing really good. Let's see, they're leading. They have a leading point scorer in Steven Stamkos. He has the most points, leading assist getter in points, which is Steven Stamkos. Uh, I think Nikita Kucherov is leading in goals, and Vasilevsky is leading in wins. And holy crap! Like, I didn't even mention Strowman or Tyler Johnson at all because they're great. But these three guys are leading. What are the odds on them right now? The odds on them right now are plus seven fifty. Okay. One problem that I, I'm gonna say that I'll know they're first in goals, and uh, their goalie has one of the best save percentages in, in the NHL. One thing that always bites them in the butt is injuries. If, if Stamkos stays healthy, I think they'll make a run at the Penguins. But you got to look at it. They, they, everyone in Tampa Bay is talking, hey, 
they just destroyed the Penguins. They also played the Penguins, put up seven on their backup goalie. So who got cut? Who's probably going to be playing in the HL somewhere? Um, but I do like them. I mean, they're they're a solid bet. They yeah. they one surprising thing that that I was expecting for you to say I was going to even plan for you to say it, but I I don't know was the Blue Jackets. I know. I thought about it. I they just seem to be on the cusp. They're close. They're close. They're really close, and, and I mean, for them to get out, they're going to have to beat some quality Eastern Conference teams. They're going to have to beat the Penguins. They're going to have to beat the Lightning. They're going to have to beat – even the Rangers are, are yeah. not doing so bad. You know, that's a, that's a lot of heavy lifting that they're going to have to do. So, not bad. Um, what do you think about Columbus? I think Columbus – I mean, they're going to be a great regular season team. They're going to be playing for home ice all season. But when it comes – I'm not going to put my money on Atkinson – over Crosby or Kucherov and Stamkos. No, and that's what it comes down to. And it also comes down to experience. Now, yeah. Columbus is starting to, to get that, but that series last year, that Pittsburgh-Columbus series, I mean, yeah, it, that was, it, that was close. they were overmatched. And, and in my opinion, I think that the same thing would have happened if they would have played against the healthy Lightning. I, see, what's crazy is the Lightning are playing so well, and they did so, so, so well at the beginning of the last season, and they fizzled out because of the injury. But, I mean, the Lightning team is great. Penguins are great. Columbus is good. As, as you see the, the, the adjectives I'm using there, they're, they're yeah. way different. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, that was fun. Uh, let me put you on the spot. Okay. If you had to pick one futures bet to bet the house on. One futures bet be? to bet the house on. I'm going to go with. The Warriors to win it all at plus 100. Warriors to win it all plus 100. Yeah, 100%. Um, I would have went with Alabama. This the the money value wasn't there, but I'm getting even money with the Warriors. And dude, that that Warriors team is ridiculous. Yeah, even even the rookies they got are, are playing pretty good, and it's just hard. Would you see that the war? Would you say that the Warriors have an easier road to the finals this year, or a tougher road to the finals? Oh, than they had last year. Um, I, I definitely I got to go with tougher. I, I, have I to would say hundred percent. But I mean, you look at it. Although all this power is coming to the West, um, the OK, look at all the players going to OKC, right? It changed their style of play, which is they were better with Russell Westbrook dominating the ball. So I think that would be an easy win for them, right? You look at the Timberwolves. Timberwolves haven't found their identity yet. You know, they, they haven't found their identity. They have all these great pieces, but there could be days when the Timberwolves only put up 75 points with Carl Anthony Towns and, and Wiggins out there, you, you would expect more. So then I, I look at it, the, the traditional teams, right? Look at the Spurs and the Rockets. The Rockets got better, but did they really? Because James Harden, I don't care how many points he scores, he's a point guard. And so now you're adding another point guard and moving James Harden from point guard back to small forward. I, I was thinking last year the Rockets stood the best chance with James Harden playing point guard. Yeah. The ball in his hand is as many times. Um, and then the Spurs are the Spurs. The Spurs are going to be great. The Spurs are proving they can win without Kawhi. Now adding that defensive leader and the great point score, it's going to be a harder road. But, I mean, you're telling me all these bets? Yeah, 100% I'm putting my money all on the Warriors. What about you? I went back and forth on this when I was when I was thinking about this today. And I'm going to stick with New England. New England. To win the Super Bowl. Repeat. Plus 450. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, I didn't see the line on them to win the AFC. But if, I, if I'm going to bet the house, I'm saying – Go AFC. Yeah. For the, you know, yeah, uh, definitely. I, just after the way that they started against Atlanta in the Super Bowl last year, that concerns me. But I, you know, based on our conversation earlier, I don't think there's anybody 
ready to compete with them in the AFC right now. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was leaning towards them too as well. The only thing that still scares me about the Patriots is Tom Brady's 40 years old. Sure. And, um, I mean, God, I don't want to compare him to Peyton because that's stupid because when Peyton was 40, it wasn't this Tom Brady. It wasn't like this, what Tom Brady is doing. And, and I'm sure to God that uh, Peyton wasn't dieting the way Tom Brady was, wasn't treating his body the same way. Tom Brady had, had, has had less surgeries than Peyton. But, I mean, I one bad hit, in, and I think it could be a wrap. Now, where I look at Golden State, Let's say KD goes down. I can still see Golden State winning it all without KD. Yeah. So. I like that point. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. You guys rock. We do this for you. Um, please take a moment to follow us on Twitter. It's at Best the House. That is at Best the House. If you guys can, give us a like, share, comment, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't. 